Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk black. All right, yeah. It is a brand new episode. Episode number eight, Tuesday. January 29th, 2019. Uh, this is Good Guys Talk Back Everything. Uh, White Sox. Uh, boy, it has been uh, maybe maybe 27 years uh, since the Sox took on that Good Guys Wear Black uh, motto. And uh, the fans really uh, adopted it and they, uh, they owned it. And we have uh, borrowed it for our podcast, uh, Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, with me is... Uh, Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski, and uh, let's get to it. Uh, hello, Jeff. Hey, buddy. How are you? Besides freezing cold. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I am telling you, folks, if you are not listening uh, in the Midwest, if you're out somewhere in the West Coast, or uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening here in the Chicago area, and you're going to be listening on Wednesday right. uh, when we post this, and it's going to be a record-breaking low, it is nasty. Yeah, it's going to be, what, like 30, 40 below, possibly more. I was looking yeah. online, and Minnesota might mm-hmm. get 70 below mm-hmm. wind chill. It's yeah. pretty crazy. So yeah. curl up uh, with mm-hmm. some, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the blankets, sure. the warm pajamas, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe this yeah. this podcast would, oh, absolutely. Uh, this, would keep uh, your ears warm with this, this uh, hot stove talk. <laughs> oh, sure. This podcast. You know what? If you have one of those, uh, those Budweiser uh, onesies that they gave out at the stadium, uh, Last season, you know, get into one of those. <laughs> wow, why didn't we talk about that last week? That was last <laughs> year. They gave out <laughs> they gave out onesie. a Budweiser like sleeping onesie with a nice wow. full, uh, you know, belly button, the neck zipper, and uh, you, you <laughs> curl up in that. Is and, that an industry term uh, in the in the garment you in a, industry? You were in a band called Belly Button yeah. to Neck, right? <laughs> belly Button to Neck. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. you were in a band for a yeah. little while, uh, but it was it was good. Yeah, a couple couple gigs. Um, Curl up with this podcast. We appreciate uh, your listenership. And uh, Jeff, you've got some places yeah. to, to find this. Let me tell you where you can find it. Uh-huh. Obviously, if you're listening to our voices, you found it. But in case yes. you're Hello. trying to recommend it to someone else, hey, it's available anywhere you can normally subscribe for your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor.fm, pretty much anywhere You might Mm -hmm. be able to find a podcast. Mm -hmm. You're going to find Good Guys Mm -hmm. Talk Back. And then also, two places we'd love you to check out. If you're a Facebook user, and pretty much who isn't, Mm. you can find us at Facebook.com, Good Guys Talk Back. And then you Mm -hmm. can also find us on Twitter under the handle 
Good Guys TV. Yeah. It's Good Guys yeah. TV, Good Guys Talk Back. And yeah. Nick is always on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He's always sharing yeah. some of his of excellent insights, lots of retweets, <laughs> and of yeah. course, strong opinions yeah. about Tim Anderson oh, we'll get to and that. his yeah. Hall of Fame career mm-hmm. underway right now. We're going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Uh, appreciate uh, you listening. We know you've got a lot of options for your Sox entertainment, and uh, thanks for making us one of those uh, options. Um, what do you want to talk about? Where did you go last oh, week? You know, we're going to get into, uh, <laughs> we're going to do a, a Sox Fest recap, but we have to. Uh, I, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about this island uh, at, at Sox Park, this ah, Goose Island, island. Uh, this uh, right field uh, bleacher area. I want to talk about Tim Anderson, of course, and uh, we might even get into some baseball movies. Are you still thinking about um, doing another podcast that's just about Tim Anderson's <laughs> career? It's called uh, What's uh, the Position of My Position? Um, <laughs> what position is my position right. in? It, or what it, condition it, is right, my the, the position Right, the big Lebowski. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just checking in to see what uh, condition my condition's in. Uh, that's going to be dropping later in April. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, right. That's a one-man uh, thing, though, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're so. on your own on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's get to uh, let's get to Sox Fest. I was there on Saturday the whole day and sat through uh, some very well attended seminars. And uh, you know, I'm going to hit you with some of the uh, some of the bullet points I walked away with, and then you can pick some of those, and we'll we'll kind of uh, go deeper. Um, so Han uh, Rick Han was uh, talking about his his favorite acquisition for this off season. Uh, I think Jason Benetti actually was, he was the moderator and uh, he asked Rick Hahn, uh, well, what, what did you like most about the off season? And Hahn, uh, without missing a beat said, you know what? The off season uh, is not over. It's okay. not over. It, it did sound like there's some things obviously still being worked out. Uh, of course, the Manny uh, Harper issue was discussed quite a bit uh, by Ricky, by Rick Hahn. Uh, fans brought it up, but Han is not ready to pack up this offseason. There's still some more to be done. So I, I appreciated um, uh, hearing that. Uh, there was uh, some info on Kopech. Michael Kopech is in good shape, folks. Uh, he should be starting some light throwing in the next few weeks. Uh, that will advance to long toss eventually. And according to Rick Han, Michael Kopech will be ready for spring training 2020 uh, without restriction. And that's uh, that's exciting. And Michael Kopech was at Saxfest walking around, interacting with uh, with the fans. So it's good to see spirits high, uh, especially after a situation that he was dealt with uh, at the end of last season. Uh, there was a talk also about um, Abreu and Abreu's role with Alonzo coming on. Uh, you know, it's another it's another bat that'll be sharing some first base time and some DH time and. Ricky Renteria opened up and said that he's had conversations with Jose Abreu, and Abreu is warming up to the DH role, understands the the benefits to the DH role, helps him stay off of his uh, his legs, gives him a breather, uh, and that was good to hear because we've talked about that uh, at the beginning of our run here, uh, especially when Alonzo came on board. What's that going to do with Abreu? He does not... Uh, want that that DH role solely he wants to continue to play first base and it sounds like he's warming up to the DH situation I was happy to hear about that um, Ozzy your boy my boy, my boy. Uh, Ozzy Guillen at uh, Sox Fest all kinds of excited to be amongst 
uh, the Sox fans. Uh, it, my personal opinion, he seemed really almost emotional uh, to be welcomed back uh, with open arms uh, by the organization. He uh, said that he hopes to maybe take on another role, if that's maybe an ambassador. He is not here to take Ricky Renteria's job. He, he made that clear. He's not looking to shoulder his way into the managerial position. He just wants to be part of the organization. And uh, the fans definitely loved seeing Ozzy. I enjoyed seeing Ozzy uh, talk about uh, things like the blackout game and obviously the 05 series and uh, Mark Burley's perfect game. Uh, pocket schedules are back, Jeff. Um, <laughs> they are not going away, buddy. You, that's good. You were not happy about the po- uh, pocket schedules last <laughs> week. I don't know if that's week. accurate. Uh, you, that, were, I, you were a little confused as to I, my I, excitement. See, now, the way I recall it, I may have cast some aspersions on the pocket schedule, mm. and then we talked about the analog world and, yeah. and tickets, paper sure. tickets versus digital tickets, and then I quickly had to recant my yes, statement I because do. Now I, remember. I do believe in, in, in pocket tickets. So yeah. I'm just saying I, I'm, I don't have a big problem. With I it. like that term, pocket tickets. <laughs> pocket tickets. <laughs> pocket tickets. Pocket tickets. That's where you put them. Uh, but yeah, I grabbed a handful of uh, pockets. I, I brought a little hybrid. Like it's a calendar slash pocket yeah, schedule. Nice. They were giving those out. Yeah, and, we'll take uh, a picture of this yeah. and, and post it on the Facebook and, yeah. and, and Twitter so you can see me with my new um, schedule. Now you know. Now you, know. now you know the games, and we can highlight the dates for the podcast. So so I, I get uh, to react to some of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- of those things, you know, uh, I would even set aside the Manny stuff for after our recap because that's the obvious stuff. But of those points, and maybe you've got a question that I didn't, that I didn't bring up. I thought those were the big, uh, the big boys. So here's, here's what I think. Uh, with Kopech, and maybe it's just the timing. Mm-hmm. Man, 2020 seems so far away. Yeah, and I know that yeah, that's the recovery yeah, time yeah, for yeah. for that injury. And then, like I said, I don't know if it was the anticipation was so high. And then right. that injury, it happened like really basically at the end of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so I don't know if it just feels disjointed, but man, 2020. Sure. I'm I'm glad he's going to be healthy. I'm glad yeah. he's not going to have any restrictions. But man, that yeah. just seems so far away. So it there's does. like a there maybe it's the um maybe it's just the natural uh like having not thought about it for a while and now okay. thinking about All it right. again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like the disappointment reemerges and not that they've done anything sure. wrong, but just as I look at that number and I look at 2020, it's like, man, we got to wait another 18 19 months to to, yeah. to to see this guy understand I, I you know that and that's a silver lining thing i wanted to bring just bring in you know yes we wanted him to be here for 2019 to get some innings in uh as we position ourselves from that 2020 run that everybody talked about right um you know he's aware that it's disappointing he's got some players to lean on that have gone through this situation his spirits seem high in the interviews i i heard and i read uh, he's talking big, you know, he, yeah. he said he went on record as saying 2020 is a world series year for the Sox. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. And, and he was very, uh, detailed in, in, in talking about the, the talent that he knows of that's going to be coming up. He played with these guys in AAA, and he said, you know what? 2020 world series. And I'm looking at a Cy Young. I'm yeah. looking at, you know, yeah. 
I'm personal. I've got goals personally. I've got goals, but I know our team has got goals and I am excited. Um, so it was just nice to have him there. And cause you know, this year, 2019, you've got a wave, you've got uh, Eloy and yeah. Manny yep. comes it, it, It's just to also be reminded that Kopech is going to be up, up and running in a yeah, year. It's sure. another thing to look forward to. Yeah, it hurts. Absolutely. It hurts right now, but it, but we've got more things coming yeah, up. Yeah, I I think that's all I meant. It was yeah, just the, sure. it was the the re realization of mm-hmm. oh yeah, we still have a we still got a long way to go with 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 waiting to see him back on a mound yeah. again pitching in a meaningful baseball. You game. went negative. Totally I went, yeah, worth it. Yeah, I see. Now I I, I <laughs> now I get you. I get what you're saying. It's you you brought me back down to earth, and that's what you're supposed to do on this podcast. See, I'm up in the clouds sometimes with this sock stuff, and you ground me. You throw some cinder block shoes at me and you bring me back uh, to earth thank you so thank you here's something you didn't mention uh-huh. uh on the uh, on the cast right now but you did right. put it in the notes oh, okay. which is that renteria said 80 wins is realistic okay and, yeah and yeah. and i i wanted Thanks to react to me. that yeah. because yeah. it in in the the note that you put within our email was it, that doesn't sound like a rebuilding sure. team, right? Okay. So in, thank you for, you know, I, yeah, you want me to lead, I please, can lead, yeah, go, you, go let ahead. me set that up. Uh, good. Thank you for reminding me. So uh, there, during the seminar, it was uh, Ricky Renteria and Rick Hahn and fans were allowed to ask some questions. And, and there was a fan uh, who asked uh, to Ricky is 80 wins realistic. Now the Sox went 62 last year is 80 realistic and Renteria you know, didn't miss a beat and said, yeah, I, I think 80 is realistic. You know, sure, you got to stay healthy. You need a little bit of luck, you know, this, that, and the other. And then when Han uh, had an opportunity to weigh in, Han said, well, yeah, 80 is realistic. But that's not the goal. It, it, and to me, the way I took it, I, again, I could be up in the clouds here, is that this it sounds like this rebuild is just about over here. So does a rebuild team talk that 80s not enough? So here's my question. I understand what you're saying on that. So we we should come come back to that. But when I looked at it, the first thing I thought is, okay, 80 wins is realistic. Are you saying that with Manny or Harper or somebody like that or or without? Or is it yeah, I think we can do 80 either way. And if you add in a Machado or a Harper, mm-hmm, right. we might be an 85 or or, mm-hmm, or, or 90 win mm-hmm. team. I, I got to believe that I would say with maybe Eloy and some of the other prospects and moves that, that they've made in the offseason, that probably is good for 10 wins, 15 wins maybe, and then... You know, you yeah. add you add one of the big free eight. I I don't know. It just right. seems like no, I know what, what is an eighty yeah. win team versus sure. sixty two last year. Yeah, that's a big I mean jump. that's a huge swing. Games is a that's lot. a huge swing. I mean, I, I'm not really ready to weigh in on on my estimation on wins for the season because, like you had mentioned, I, I think there's a couple other uh, players that are to to be added to this roster. Now, I, I think Ricky, and this, this might be crazy was talking about the players on the current roster. Yeah, that, and and I mean, that's how he operates. He talks about the players that are in camp, that will be in camp. And that's possible, but wouldn't that be... That's huge. Wouldn't that be a shot? I mean, that that would be 
akin to some of the turnarounds, and maybe it's possible, but some of the turnarounds we, we we've seen in in the in the past few years. I think of the now, fourteen Cubs to the fifteen Cubs. Sure, that, that was a huge jump in wins. And now, now think about this though. Think about how okay. Did the Royals sca- do that too? Make a big jump in, uh, in, in with that World you know, Series team? It's very possible. We, we should look at that. I'll I'll put that but on the research. Think about chart. the schedule though. Think about the schedule. Yeah. A majority of their games are in division. Well, what's going on in the AL Central? Yeah. I mean, come on. Royals aren't competitive. Yeah. Detroit's not going to be competitive. Cleveland's takes has taken some serious steps back. Uh, Minnesota seems like they're still sticking around. They kind of want to be players. I, I think the Sox are going to be much better in their division. And if that's the bulk of your uh, schedule, well, you can make up games. Yeah. You really, you really yeah. can. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. It just, you know, I, again, I was excited to see that, but then I was also like, wow, that's a, that's, that's a something, you know, yeah. that's a, yeah. you're really, you're, you're, you're going out there 22 or not 22. I keep saying that it, they, they won 62 last yeah. year. He yeah. said 80. So yeah. that's, that's eight, 18 games. That's right. still a big, a big improvement. It is, and and these are types of uh, conversations that were not had last year. Obviously, I know I'm saying the the c word too often already in this podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a couple. Yeah, of I don't dollars. have a dump button in front of me, but I would have. You know, I I'm going to put a couple of dollars you. in the yeah. in the uh, swear mm-hmm. jar. But the 014 or the, the the 14 Cubs 73 win team, 15 Cubs 97 win team. Look at that. So I mean, 24. So yeah. It's doable, right? You know, I would have to go back and look at those, look at the difference between those two rosters. Uh, there was, don't waste your time. No, don't but, waste but your time. I, I know what you're in saying. In terms of, yeah. of thinking about, I, th- that's that's what I'm interested in, though, is what, as you said, what in his mind, Renteria or Han says, 62 last year, is everybody that we've brought up or added to this team, is that worth 18? It, I, a better bullpen, you know, you've got hopefully Castilla isn't suspended for, you know, a chunk of the season again. Uh, adding some depth in the outfield, you've got now uh, Yonder Alonzo at first to, to platoon with uh, Abreu. You got Mankata now in his second full uh, season. Uh, you know how I feel about Anderson. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's a lot. 18 is a, is a large swing. Um, you know, he might know something that we don't know quite yet, but it was, Hey, it was refreshing to it hear. Is. And, you know, I, I, I will tell you the, the, the vibe from the fans and, and these were, these were sold. Uh, I can't, I can't see sold out seminars because the Sox fest in general was sold out. They were very well attended. They were jam packed seminars and the vibe had a buzz to it, but it wasn't this, blind a uh, rabid excitement like last year yeah you know when they were introducing all these prospects and look at what we've done we flipped these veterans for these types of prospects and we, we're on we're on the make here the fans this year were excited but they kind of you know they sat back with their arms crossed kind of like all right you're saying we're all in well where's the proof yeah L- like let's finish the job here you know and, what I'm saying? And I understand, you know, I, I feel like teams, whether, or, you know, organizations, sports organizations, teams, whether they're, it, it doesn't matter the sport, 
I think you should always be trying to win a championship every, every single year, whether it's realistic or not based on your players or, you know, what, what whatever factors are going on. That should always be the philosophical goal of, of yeah. your organization. What I wonder is, you said in, uh, you know, a, a, a few years back, this is the Sox, they said 2020 is the year. We're going to yeah. rebuild, yeah. and then we think we're going to be ready in 2020. Now, if that's the case, why why come off of that um, and start building up expectations if you don't need to, especially if your fan base is bought in on the rebuild and they feel good about what you're doing and 2020 is the year? Why start thinking about, why, why start saying 80 wins is, is, is realistic for for 19? Why, why, why not just say, it, hey, it, we're, we're on our rebuild. We hope yeah. we get... Uh, Machado, and if we don't, right, whatever. But right. we think this is a better team. Yeah, you know that you bring up a good point. Why? Why not just try to play under the radar? You know, a couple fans asked that question. They said, you know, why are you not more of the, the silent partner on this and this Machado thing? Why are? Why is our name? Why? Why weren't we the mystery team? You know, um, to me, that's more of a confidence thing. That's how just coming out and saying. You know, we think we're ready to compete now. And that could be a message to free agents that are out there that haven't signed. That could be a message through the media. Yeah, we've, got, maybe. we've got something pretty strong that we believe in here. And, and like, you know, like I said, we're all in. If we don't get one of these guys... Well, so my, my, the, the, the last thing I would react to is, you know, your... your quote from Han about the off season is not over. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, be that as it may to me, if you don't get Manny, this off season is a failure. I I think so. And it's not because you did or didn't. I mean, and again, I I, I go back to what I just said a a second ago. If you never would have put yourself out there and said, Mm -hmm. we're going all in Mm -hmm. and in, in, we can do this and, and and blah blah blah. Then maybe yeah, I say hey, it was a great off season. You picked up this guy, you picked up that guy, but you have a chance to get a generational uh, team right. changing talent. Yeah, and you've made you've led us as fans to believe mm-hmm. that you are all in. So if you don't get him, just like all the times the Bulls tried to get this free agent or mm-hmm. or that free agent. I never said as a Bulls fan, oh well, at least they tried. No, right, I said right, what right. what what the hell happened yeah. that um, so and so won't come mm-hmm. uh, to one of the greatest basketball franchises mm-hmm. where you've won six titles and you've got a you got a, a full house every night mm-hmm. uh, in, in a sports town, one of the best sports towns, yeah. the best sports town in the country. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's a failure. What I'm enjoying right now is your excitement. Uh, you are you're starting to really buy into this, and uh, and I sure uh, am enjoying. Uh, when you get excited and there's a bit of like a sweat that's that's uh, on your brow, um, I you know it's like a proud papa. Um, <laughs> this that that was the that was the message I received was uh, no Manny is failure, no Harper is failure. And, and we need to land that's one what of you those. heard from other fans. I, I heard it from fans, but I also heard it from, you know, Han without saying it necessarily. That's what I felt. You know, if you read between the lines, it, the way they're talking, we're ready. Uh, we think we've got some players and more players are coming up. We, we've, we've had a pretty productive offseason. It's not done yet. 
I, I just, it just feels like, you know, if they don't land one of these guys, they have failed. Hmm. They have failed yeah. in their objective. Now, like you talked about, does that mean the whole rebuild has failed? No, because we're still waiting to see a championship, a World Series is the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. So I, I think you just you just fail at this off season, no? Well, I or at least I agree. And I, and it's certainly the the Machado thing has not gotten any clearer since no, the last no, time no, we no. really talked no, about we, it. In fact, it's gotten murkier. Whether it's the Padres are involved yeah. now, you hear about the Cardinals being a possibility. I mean, it's uh, nothing's gotten clearer. No new offers have mm-hmm, come out mm-hmm. and. I would say the Dodgers have made some moves that definitely make it look like they're not a, a, a player yeah, anymore. Yeah. And maybe either of those. Definitely uh, Harper. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think this is what we had discussed and others have discussed this uh, with the reported or rumored 175 mil for seven years. If we're to believe that other teams that didn't think they were in on Manny, are now are now relooking, you know, at the situation and saying, "Wait a minute, I think we can be in on this." Yeah, I think we've got we've got a core that I think this would be perfect, and I didn't think that was going to be the price. Now that it is, and nothing else has been settled, he hasn't signed anywhere. He must not be that excited. I think why not? Why not yeah. we? So it sounds like the Padres are now trying to request an actual sit down. Um, you know. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> you know we we went we went away from Manny uh, last week and it was kind of refreshing. It was. Uh, and now you know, let's it, talk it, about Tim. Anderson. Yeah, let's get all, okay. Because I know you're dying. I can see I can see the look in yeah. your eyes. I see the way you wrote his name on our uh, on our prep sheet here. Yeah, you're you're right. clearly excited about. Well, I, you, you want to talk about it. You know what gets me really excited about Tim Anderson and and friends, I was not. A Tim Anderson fan from the beginning, you know. I he, but I, I it, gradually every single year I've enjoyed seeing the improvements. He's got a long way to come, for sure. Uh, but I love his confidence. The the things that he's saying, uh, he's work. You know, he just you know before Sox Fest he came on. He said, "Look, I'm working at short shortstop. That's my position. I'm working hard at that uh, position, and uh, that's my position." Would we love to have Manny on the team? Absolutely. Welcome him with open arms, but he's he's not taking my position. I, I'm the shortstop for the Chicago Whites. I I like the confidence, the Again, chip. He's got a chip on his shoulder. You want your players saying that? Yeah. You want them saying it publicly. You want them to want to play their natural position. You want them to be competitive. You want them to say, "Come and take it from me." Right. Right. But at the end of the day, if Machado signs or, or, or any other situation where you have a chance to upgrade or make your team better then Hey, if Tim Anderson be competitive, but the Sox as an organization and whether that decision comes from Rick Hahn or, or Ricky Renteria, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to do its best for the team. Well, and he said that and Anderson, you know, capped that, that speech with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready and willing to do whatever's best for the team, which is what he should say. And, you know, he gets a lot of flack on social media. Folks just try to roast him uh, on Twitter and uh, on Facebook and what have you. And, you know, as soon as Manny comes, you're going to just push Anderson to the curb. It's it's really nice and cute that Anderson said all these things. I'm going to pat him on the back and say, oh, that's really 
that's really nice that you think that way, but you just move over because Manny's here. Um, and I started defending uh, Tim, as I should, uh, on Twitter this past weekend. And, you know, we started splitting hairs. But what I'm saying is, is his athleticism is it's amazing. Yeah, he's an average ball player. Yeah. If you look at his stats, he's an average baseball player right now. But he's, he's going to get better. He's going to get better. The, the beauty in Anderson as is he can be moved to different positions because of his athleticism. He could be moved to center. He could play third. He probably could play second. But if he wants to play short, he has worked at short, he should be holding on to that with two hands. So you're going to have to pry this away from me. Okay. So when the Sox win their next World Series, is Tim Anderson their shortstop? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, so uh good night everybody well, <laughs> i rest my i'm also a realist okay i live in the sox clouds but i'm also <laughs> a realist and uh well but, maybe he could be though i'm i'm, I'm gonna go against everything he, you know i've what? said you know could, what uh, so then, then maybe the better question is could they here's win, a scenario for you could they win a world series with him at shortstop here's here's a scenario for him it uh, comes down to game seven it's in Chicago. He doesn't start the game at short. He's a defensive <laughs> replacement in the eighth inning, and they win the World Series with him at short, but he didn't start the game. See right. what I just did right. there? And he, he, he points to you uh, <laughs> yeah. from the field <laughs> to your seats. Exactly, exactly. So TBD on all that okay. stuff, but, you know, it's just an interesting situation. This is stuff we weren't talking about last year. These are good problems. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, they right. are. Right. Um, you're, you're not talking about this when you're losing, you know, 100, uh, 100 games. But now you're, you're talking yeah. about real, mm -hmm. real issues that a competitive baseball team that has a chance to get back into contention mm -hmm. and then hopefully mm -hmm. maybe compete for – a wild card spot if if all yeah. the if if all the chips yeah. play out the way they should. Uh, speaking of real issues, uh, Jeff, um, a few days ago uh, the Sox made a big announcement uh, that the right field uh, bleachers, uh, the right field bleachers, will be now known. A certain section will be known as the Island, uh, and it is going to be a sponsorship with Goose Island uh, Beer. Uh, they are, uh, I believe, owned by Anheuser-Busch. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be a, a reconfiguration of a, a part of the right field bleachers where there will be some sort of waterfalls <laughs> protecting uh, fans on all four sides. And there's going to be a large uh, goose uh, tap structure, um, some padded seats, uh, special service. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get a, a bartender or a waiter or waitress that comes through. Um, wow. Uh, I, the only thing I could think of was, um, what, what's that water structure like in April when it's like, <laughs> you know, 48, 50 degrees. Right. And there are these fountains, these water fountains, uh, protecting fans in, uh, it's just some, there's something about this move that just seems weird to me. Before I answer, let me just say <laughs> on behalf of Good Guys Talk Back that we are open to any and all future <laughs> sponsorships well, of course, by any. Of course, of course. So certainly course. we're talking about this in the abstract. As uh... hey, Thank you. Thanks again for grounding me. Um, <laughs> no, I think what you're talking about, and, and, and I'm, I'm interested in your response as somebody who's 
been going to uh, a lot of games for many yeah. years. Way, way yeah. more games than than than, than I have. I certainly love the park and, and been there enough times. But right. so I I think what you're getting at it, it is is maybe something that's happening in a lot of baseball stadiums around the country, but it affects maybe different franchises based on their uh, philosophical values mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is when do you lose some of the some of the vibe or feel that makes your park a certain way right, right? you right, know and right. we we've talked about it whether it's what uh, what what happens outside of the park mm-hmm. like what they've done in um you know, Boston or, yeah. or Baltimore or what it seems like sure. they're trying to do around Wrigley where yeah. you're making this, this entertainment uh, mega Denver and in Colorado uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, for, yeah. yeah. And then, um, was it, uh, th- th- this might've been football, but the, they were talking about the new Ram stadium is going to uh-huh. be and and the entertainment complex around it is going to be as big as Disneyland. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, you're building yeah. these so, things. And so is that, is that sort of what you're talking about? Yeah. Is like, how does this fit within the vibe? Of yeah. The- I, I think it was the configuration. Um, I always looked at the bleachers as, um, you know, it was just kind of the sacred place. The tickets were a little cheaper. They were literally bleachers. But is this taking uh, the place of the bleachers? Yeah, that's for, as far as I understand. Okay. But but the the bleachers itself have been, you know, have been restructured for years at Sox Park. Uh, there are only a certain a few areas where they're actually bleachers anymore. But the right field, you know, was was. I don't know. It it. it it sends a message of, is this going to bring more people to the, to the stadium? Mm. You know, you, you, you don't go yeah. to too many games and, and you, I'm sure you'll increase that this year, but are you racing to games to sit in the Island? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it begs a, a, another question too, which affects sports as a whole, which is can any average family, afford to right. go to one if, if just one let alone multiple games it's yeah. it's it's become a you know i think the Sox do a really nice job of offering a lot of promo days and things a lot like of that kid friendly stuff where you can yep. get in but yep but sports as a whole from a from a live experience of going there and eating there and you know getting a souvenir the, all of that has has gone up astronomically it has. From, a, yeah. from an economical standpoint. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at this as just kind of like a, an eyebrow, you know, rate. Like, eh, is this? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how populated it is. I'm sure I'd, I'm going to love to sit there a couple times, see what that's like. But for me, that's that doesn't bring me to the ballpark over yeah. and over and over. You but, know, I, but maybe it would bring some. It uh, might bring you know, someone else because I, I think of like even that even the movie theater experience now, where you go and you sit in you know these recliners and people seats, are bringing yeah, you food. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And some people yeah. that's what they need to get out to a ball game these days. Right. And I, I guess I have to warm up to that. I went on uh, Thrillist, uh, which is where I get all my baseball information from, um, just a couple days ago. And they, they at the end of last season, ranked all Major League Baseball stadiums, 1 to 30, 1 being uh, their favorite stadium, and 30 obviously one that you should pass on. Uh, Sox Park, uh, guaranteed rate field, was 19 uh, out of 30. And 
since some of the descriptions of how they ranked, uh, obviously attendance and different amenities and food and does this island and folks, if you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, NBC Sports Chicago did an article about it. You can see some pictures uh, online. It just got uh, released a couple days ago. This information. Um, does this island, uh, sponsored by Goose Island, does that bump them up? You know, in, hmm. in, in a yeah, I don't know. You know, in, in a stadium list. Right. Uh, to me, it doesn't do much. It's kind of fun that they're trying to reinvent themselves and constantly find different ways to get creative. Um, I think it really opens up an opportunity for that Hawaiian shirt day. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. I think you have to wear a Hawaiian shirt in that area. I was going to say, I'm surprised with pocket schedules that you're only coming in at 19 on that, <laughs> on that list. I would assume that uh, yeah, pocket I, schedules would have been worth uh, a couple of uh, you know, slots. So, some of their... The way they ranked the stadiums was a little goofy. Attendance was way... I thought it was uh, I thought it was weighed heavily, you know, and that could change that, that changes. Then you're then you're saying only the successful baseball teams are ranked high in your schedule rankings. Right. Uh, so I, it's worth talking about. I mean, uh, I give the sacks, you know, credit for trying new things. It just kind of like, I don't know, it got my attention a little bit. And I thought we would we would talk a little bit about that because uh, it is going to look new uh, when you go to the to the ballpark this year. Absolutely. Um, so. uh when I was at SoxFest, um, you know, they opened up uh, questions to fans. And, and there was a fan, uh, God bless him, who, who got up to the microphone and said to uh, Rick Hahn, uh, Rick, uh, 2019 marks the 100th anniversary of the 1919 Black Sox scandal. Uh, are the Sox doing anything to commemorate that? <laughs> commemorate that? And uh, I wish you could have seen Han's reaction. He kind of, you know, right. if you could read his reaction, and it was, uh, do you really want us to co- commemorate something like a, a bruise on our organization? Right. Um, yeah, let's uh, rush out the commemorative T-shirts. Yeah, yeah a shoeless Joe bobblehead uh, day. <laughs> uh, but it, I got to start thinking about uh, the, the movie that was tied with that, Eight Men Out with, with Cusack, and I started thinking about you know other baseball movies, and I said, you know what, today is a good uh, day on this podcast. Well. Uh, Chicago hibernates for a couple days here yeah. to, to go over some baseball movies yeah. that a- after you listen to the podcast and, and thank you uh, for tuning in and you know you're comfy and you, you want to uh, maybe view some more baseball pop in a baseball movie right well yeah. there's you know a, a million out there uh, it feels like and I, you know eight men out is not really on my top but okay. I started jotting down some if you wanted to yeah give maybe, me okay so he, here's some that I that I just you know kind of Sandlot, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, Major League, League of Their Own, Bad News Bears, The Natural. And and there's more. And there's more. But these were the these were the ones that kind of came to my mind. And I've got uh while you think, I've got I've got my I got my number one. I can okay. give you my number one. Lay it I can on give me. you the reasons Lay it why. On me. All right. Um it was tough, but I you know I'm going with Sandlot. <laughs> I really am. And and let me explain why I did not I'm, see that coming. Right. Okay. Uh, this movie, and this was me at that age. Okay. I mean, this was me. This was my my brothers. These were folks in the neighborhood uh, from morning, you know, until night, until we couldn't see anymore. Yeah. We were playing baseball at the local uh, at the local park. Sure. You know, um, and there was always, you know, there, there was that kid 
that was just really good. Yeah. You know, that kid that you just knew if he could, you know, stay away from drugs or, or petty theft, he was <laughs> he was going to be something. You Those know? were the only two things right, standing in right, his way. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it, it, it just I don't know, it resonates with me. Because a lot of them, like, they start to blend in. They're, they're amazing yeah. movies. But that one, just for a personal reason, stood out. And it's very watchable. And yeah. it just takes you to a warmer time. So for when you're sure. freezing these next couple days, you get to uh, kind of warm your soul a bit. When I think of Sandlot, I definitely, you know, same same sort of experience as you, a lot of, uh, you know, playing baseball. Mm-hmm. But I, it also makes me think of wiffle ball. Sure, and yeah. You remember there at least when I was growing up, there were two options. There was the big red bat and oh, yeah. then the the narrower yeah. kind of yellow bat for sure. And filling those up with water, oh, yeah, sand, so sand, could, or yeah, water, yeah, something to just really. And then yeah. one one of our friends had a like a, a fenced in backyard, and we would just Perfect. play home run derby Perfect. with the yeah. with, with, with the wiffle ball yeah. bats. So yeah. I would have to say, out of your list, I I you know there's a there's a Special place for Field of Dreams, sure, for yeah. sure. Oh, of course. But man, I think I would maybe go with The Natural. Uh, yeah. I love Redford's performance in that. I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time, but there's there's just something about about that movie for sure. And yeah. I, I don't I don't know that I would I would necessarily have anything to add uh, to that list. Um, Rookie of the year. I, I, I was um, uh, that popped into my mind, but I didn't think that was an appropriate sure. ad on the on, thank you on the Sox uh, podcast. You can argue for Bull Durham and A League of Their Own is just brilliant. Is uh, there a movie about Lou Gehrig as well? Uh, th- yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the name of it. Yeah, I don't know who yeah. was in it, but um, that that jumped into my brain. Yeah, it, it's slipping my mind. Um, you, we could go on and on. Le- it, League of Their Own is, yeah. a, is a great Tom movie, Hanks, too. Uh, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall, yeah. I, so I, I just started thinking about baseball movies, you know, with, with the temps that we, we have the next few days. And uh, we are just a few weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, and just a few, few, few more weeks away from the actual start of the season as I look at my looking at schedule schedule. that Nick brought back for me from Sox Fest. So what, what it, as you look at that first month Mm -hmm. and forget about the weather, we talked about that, which of these, there, there's some divisional, there's some big, you could say, you could argue that it's a long season, but you could make a statement early Mm -hmm. in, in that first month you're playing yeah. Kansas City. You're playing Cleveland. Yeah. Winnable games. Detroit a couple of times. Actually, uh-huh. you're, you're playing Detroit you and Kansas series, City four or five times. The each. series that would be exciting uh, if Manny signs with the Sox is when they go to New York. It's a weekend series in April. Did you find that there? Yes. That's, At uh, the Yankees. Yeah, April 12th and 13th and 14th. That would be an exciting series. Also playing Baltimore. That's true. That, Good point. That, yeah. That month. Winnable games. Uh, we are... We are counting down, man. Have you heard anything about, and I, I bring this up because they play Seattle mm-hmm. on the 4th of April and the 6th of April. Yeah, home opener. Of, yeah. of Ichiro um, signing with, uh, he, uh, with he the Mariners. He signed, uh, I think, a minor league deal, um, 45 years yeah. old. Is there any chance he's on the major league roster or is this, is this Boy. one of those kind of retirement type things? I, they or? wanted to do that with him. From what I understand, they wanted to, to sign him like kind of a sign and then farewell. Yeah. 
but it doesn't sound like he wanted to turn the key on that. Yeah, he, he, he wants was, to play. He wants to play. Yeah, yeah. And God bless him. Amazing I mean, career. I mean, Amazing what an athlete. Uh, so I, that, that's an interesting storyline to see. Uh, yeah, play I, out I just being, wondered yeah. if, if there was any shot of him, you know, being on I mean, the there's team. There's a shot of Bartolo Colon still playing. <laughs> True. I mean, if Ichiro can still hit somewhat, True. and and I mean, in the American League, you can DH. I get. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting storyline. It really is. It reminds me of Julio Franco, who who just wouldn't yeah. say no. I mean, Ricky Henderson, another guy that played well into his forties. You play Cleveland that first month too. I mean, yeah. you're going to get a real good sense mm-hmm. of of who you are and and where you stand in the division. I'm telling you, pretty man. Early. Uh, April games count just as much as September games in the win loss uh, uh, area. So, uh, I, you know, you got to come out strong. Um, those teams are also playing in tough conditions as well. Yeah. And if we've got a team that's ready to go, hey, man, we could take some, we could steal some games in April and come well, out uh, in the positive. And that's what you would want to do because as you start looking to May, you, you're around the corner into some tough games. you got a four-game series with Boston right mm-hmm. out of the gate, yeah, four yeah, with yeah. Cleveland. You're playing Toronto a mm-hmm. couple of times. You're mm-hmm. playing the Astros. So, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. You, if you could make some hay in, in, in April. Right, yeah. That's exactly what you just said is get it. If you can get it in April, you're kind of playing with house money right. as it right. warms up. Right. Um, so Exciting. Exciting stuff, fun stuff. Uh, really appreciate uh, you listening. Uh, we are Good Guys Talk Back, everything White Sox. Very fan-centric point of view and keeping it blue-collar. Um, find us wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe, rate, uh, and follow us. Uh, on Twitter at Good Guys TB and and like that Facebook uh, page. Hopefully, right. we'll be doing another Facebook Live in the next maybe few weeks, next month. Absolutely, that was fun, that was yeah. fun last week for sure. Got some T-shirts ordered. Those are going to be getting out to some folks that first wave of T-shirts. So uh, things are happening. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, for Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morowski. Go Sox, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>